light of infinite. It seems that each of our lives is a string of struggles to feel aligned in the most elevated ways. Finding our purpose is certainly not the first step to being able to tap into that space, but because of how hard it is to maintain being there, we tend to fall in question, and sometimes we rebel against the truth because of its seemingly transient feeling. What we don't tap into enough is our interconnectedness and the fact that we are all part of the same being, elements of a whole soul connected on high. In this parasha Vayigash, we read, Kol ha-nefesh le-beit Yaakov haba mitzrayim shivim. The entire soul, nefesh, of Yaakov's household who entered Egypt was 70. Rashi teaches that the entire household of 70 people are referred to in singular as nefesh, one soul. As we know, Yaakov, Yisrael, and his sons, the 12 tribes, are who the nation of Israel stem from. As it's stated in Talmud Shavuot, all of Israel are responsible for one another. It says this because each of us has a portion of each other in ourselves. And so we learn that when a person sins, they harm not only themselves, but the portion of everyone's soul included within them. It's due to this shared soul that we are responsible for each other as we are like one flesh. As Rabbi Moshe Cordovo teaches, it is essential that each person seeks the benefit of their fellow. Be pleased with their success and let their honor be as dear to themselves as if it was your own honor, since they are in fact one and the same. Rabbi Meir compared the flip side of this interconnectedness and love to someone who takes revenge. Rabbi Meir paints a picture of how fruitless the act is. Imagine someone holding a knife in their right hand and accidentally cutting their left hand. What purpose would it serve for his left hand to take the knife and cut their right hand back in vengeance? We only harm ourselves in these acts. In truth, we cannot disconnect from each other, no matter how great a facade we are able to construct. The Malbim teaches that we all combine together to form one supernal being. Some of us represent the head, some the heart, hand, feet, and other limbs. Every organ of our body is essential and contributes to the whole. The head and heart feel the pain of the other parts of the body, so we must love every person, just as every part of our body loves and is dependent on every other part. I'm just remembering a scene where my neighbor came outside upset about something and started to raise his voice to the Israeli building manager. The manager replied equally loud and intensely, saying in a heavy accent, You get louder, I get louder. And so the neighbor got louder. And then the manager replied even louder, You yelling, I yelling. <laughs> if this were a movie, it'd be a comical scene, but this was real life. Similar scenarios play out around the world around the clock. To me, it really illustrates the power we have over each other. When Kendrick Lamar released Don't Kill My Vibe, it resonated with pop culture because it was a reminder that we can lift up the energy of those around us, which means our own energy as well, or we could diminish them. The building manager spelled this out. He responded in kind, so things got louder. But if kindness led, kindness would spread, and that's the space that we need to be in. In the Tanya, the Altar Rebbe teaches in matters between a person and their fellow, Ben Adam Lechavero, that when hatred rises in one's mind towards another, or jealousy, or anger, or a grudge, one should immediately remove this thought from their mind and should not entertain it at all. Not only should one not take revenge, but on the contrary, the person should repay the offender with good conduct themselves with kindness, as opposed to the quality of severity where hatred and anger originate. Displaying a disproportionate amount of love, paying the offender with favors. We learn from the Zohar, from the example of Yosef and his brothers, when he repaid the suffering they brought him with kindness and favors. So we learn that instead of retaliation, we are meant to repay those who are culpable with goodness. The ten spherot to the left channel divine creation and parallel the ten spherot in each of us. The human body and the basic channels of each personality, including the powers within them. The sphera of Yasod in each of us is the urge to love and is linked to the desire to cling to the Ein Sof, that without end, Hashem, each according to the vessel within which the person is working and is a part of the upper characteristic. When we tap into it, we have the power to reveal our interconnection. In Chassidut, all ideologies and visions are part of the Ein Sof. 
They are eternal and embedded deep within our soul, and our task is to fan the spark to the point that a flame is linked to the fire above. The Baal Shem Tov teaches that there is light and darkness in both creation and in people, which is seen in each of us through the various attributes and characteristics, pulling either from the side that is connected or from the Sitra Akra, the other side. This is seen in earthbound love, which can be rooted in light or dark, while supernal love is from the light and the source itself. The way to elevate earthbound love is realizing that the characteristic of it is rooted in holiness with its essence in the Ein Sof. And it's just that it fell into the klipot, the negative forces of the universe, which tries to convert light into darkness. That realization needs to motivate a person to cling to the source in order to connect to what's become natural, to what can be supernatural, a supernal love that is pure. Once we realize that we have the power to illuminate and uplift ourselves by doing so with others, we can prioritize perpetual revelation. We see this in the 613 mitzvot, the commandments that instruct us how to be with each other and Hashem. Broken down into 248 positive mitzvot, they require action to fulfill, corresponding to the 248 limbs, and the 365 negative mitzvot that are the things we should not do, which correspond to the 365 sinews. As we covered a couple weeks ago, sinews or nerves through the brain instruct our limbs to act. Being mindful of Hashem's instruction of when not to act in situations when we feel like acting strengthens each corresponding sinew or nerve, elevating it and causing holiness to dwell upon it. On the flip side is failing to resist the temptation or to perform the mitzvah, the commandment, and that could actually weaken the limbs or the nerve, causing a spirit of impurity to dwell upon it. It's this intricate system that paints the instructions of both mental health and physical health of ourselves. But it's the spiritual health we have to perfect so we affect each other in the best light. I was thinking about this on the flight back to LA from Art Basel, Miami, and started to write waxing poetic on it. Here's what I got. We're all fallen sparks, broken souls, all falling, feeling each descent, the moment before the sense that ascent sent, and spiritualized each one reached one till an end begun or began to feel like this start of everything, the sun to your moon, the space of us all, and the sunsets that surround every line that I've drawn, that points back to me, to you, to we are our one. There are many Hasidic stories around oneness, but this one between Rav Pinchas Rezis and Rav Schneir Zalman of Liadi, known simply as the Alter Rebbe, illustrates our interconnectedness perfectly. Pinchas would make a trip to visit his Rebbe for the months of El, Tishrei, Nisan, and Sivan. When it came time for Tishrei, he fell sick and was unable to travel for the holiday, for Shemini Yatzeret. Pinchas ended up staying home, and while in the sukkah, he suddenly felt shaken and jumped from his seat to proclaim, Oh Rebbe, and turned to his guest and said, The Rebbe just now thought of me. At that very moment, the Alter Rebbe, in his own festive meal in the sukkah, turned to his guest and said, Pinchas is now in need of a bodily cure. What I cannot give him, I do not give him, but a bodily cure I can secure for him. Whoever was at the table who was friends with Pinchas couldn't wait to get back to his hometown after the festival. Once back, they met up with Pinchas and drank some vodka and Febrang. Immediately, they told Pinchas what had happened at the table with the Alter Rebbe, and only later did they find out that at that exact moment, that Pinchas cried out, Oh Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe mentioning him is one thing, but his being in tune with it, so much so that he too had cried out for the Rebbe, is another level. They playfully teased him, Tell us, where did you pick up your new tricks? Don't tell us you now regard yourself as a spiritual giant. He laughed with them for a moment, but then protested, it's not me. He explained that he entrusted the levels of his soul to the Rebbe's guidance the first time they met in Yechidus, which is a private meeting. When a chassid shares the levels of their life, both the good and the hardship, and the Rebbe replies with wisdom, direction, and strength. Pinchas turned to them and said, the first time I was alone with the Rebbe, I entrusted him with my nefesh. The second time I visited, I entrusted him with my ruach. And at the third time we were alone, I handed him over my neshama. Now that all the levels of my soul are handed over to his guidance, it's not he that knows, nor I that feel. It's the same with Yosef, who is the tzaddik. The story relates his interconnectedness with his brothers, his unbreakable bond with and love for them no matter what. 
Rabbi Menachem, in the name of Rabbi Avin, said that just as Yosef's brothers acted badly towards him and he repaid them with good and kindness, we see the same in regards to us and how we act towards Hashem's will. But still, Hashem bestows goodness on us in return. We as a people are referred to as Yosef. In Tehillim it's written, O shepherd of Israel who leads Yosef like a flock. And there's a beautiful Midrash that explains that just as Yosef stored food for years of plenty and years of famine, so Hashem does with us regarding storing up our blessings in this world to enjoy in the world to come, the era of redemption. And we learn that just as Yosef sustained each person according to his deeds, as it's written in this parasha, and Yosef sustained his father, so too Hashem sustains us according to our deeds and our needs. The lesson throughout is kindness and interconnectivity, which is easier when one lets go and fully trusts in Hashem. It becomes more challenging when we get stuck in the mindset of temporal physicality that weighs our souls down. In Mishnah Avodah teaches, the world is like an antechamber before the world to come. Prepare yourself in the antechamber so that you may enter the banquet hall. The Lubavitcher Rebbe teaches that when a person seeks tranquility in the form of material prosperity in this world, they are misjudging their priorities by transferring the importance of the banquet hall to the antechamber. That isn't to say that wanting tranquility, both spiritual and material, in this world is fundamentally flawed, only that the focus should be on the banquet hall, and never in place of our ultimate mission and purpose, which is to be constantly refining this world for the world to come. The physicality and fighting that fill this world, the antechamber, are constant distractions, and so we are commanded through actions and deed to focus towards the world to come, the era of redemption. As Tom York from Radiohead sings on Paranoid Android, God loves his children. Let's do the same at all moments. Dive in deeper at lightofinfinite.com.